0: Did you count us now? I
1: tried my best. You
0: fucked <laughs> up the count. Was that the count? <laughs> I, I had no clue
1: what was going on. I apologise.
0: I can't work like this, man. Honestly. That, was, that takes the cake. That's the worst counting we have ever had. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Grange TV. We have with us the Ballina Bruiser, the brawler from the back streets of Ballina, Mr. Eli Hedges. Um... Also, I think, it's the worst count ever. No,
2: hands down, the worst count.
0: The worst count. Maybe in history. Possibly. And I think everyone knows him. The man that needs no introduction. The most avid gardener in Camden. <laughs> the biracial angel, Mr. Robert the Reaper Whitaker. <laughs> it's coming off already. Biracial angel. The biracial angel. <laughs> Um, guys, we're going to do a and a and then afterwards we're going to discuss this weekend's uh, main event and co-main event. Killer fights this weekend. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll do the Q&As first. Um, I've got some people that, that messaged me um, some messages. That, um, and so, we'll. I can't say the guy's name. Message me. I'll try to find his name. I'll try to find... Mishari Al-Gamdi asked me. Lovely guy. Sometimes...
1: Hold on. Hold on. what's
0: going on there was that yours maybe i don't know
1: <laughs> that
0: was david roberts or god himself talking to us um anyways so the gentleman asked how often should you spar how often um like how much should you spar how often should you spar specifically for boxing specifically for boxing so yeah.
2: um it depends so we- You'll be better able to answer this after after I give my opinion uh, on it because you 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 actually structure a lot of our training. But um, like, like, you
0: know it is yours. It's people? my phone. Sorry, people.
1: <laughs> try to find the questions. Well, no one will remember me. <laughs> <in> my fuck <hookups. laughs> Um, yeah,
2: like we we have blocks of sparring, so obviously we don't we don't spar too hard. Leading like when as the closer you get to a fight, but um. And, and when we're building skills, when there's no fights locked in, we don't we don't spar a, a lot either because there's no need to just bash each other and and, and batter each other. But uh, we have blocks of sparring, of you know, intense sparring, where the training is, is 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 organized in a fashion that you're coming to sparring as as best as you can. Because I think I think, and this is <clears throat> a lot of gyms do this. They they take the we we try to simulate the fight as best you can. That, that that's the whole purpose of sparring, right? It's it's to try and get as close to real fighting as you can. So and, and that's what we try to do. We 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 have walkouts. We we have times like um our, our times are usually the same as fight times. We don't train around it. it. That day is dedicated just to sparring. Everything is set like sparring, and uh, yeah, we, like we believe you you don't you don't need too much. Uh, we don't need too much of it because uh head trauma is real you do I, I i do feel i do need it me personally there are some guys out there that don't feel like they need it at all but um i i feel like i do need it to to sharpen up a little bit try try some new techniques test new moves and things like that but um but in, in terms of just the the boxing sparring we, we, we <laughs> yeah.
0: up so much today <laughs> i'm fire today But, um,
2: yeah, in terms of just the specific boxing sparring, it's important to get looks from just boxers, just just like it's important to get looks from just wrestlers, just like it's important to get looks from just kickboxers because uh, you don't try to to muddy up the sports by by bringing them into MMA spa. You're you're just boxing. You're having to learn that skill set, learn what what makes them tick, learn their little um, idiosyncrasies, learn the little subtleties of the game. And in that, so that when you go up against a boxer, you understand instinctively, like, how
0: this guy acts, how this guy moves, why he moves the way he does. I, I think a, a big thing is like, what's your objective? If, if you're preparing for a fight and then it's a structured training camp, uh, whether it's boxing or kickboxing or whatever, how, how, when you say sparring, is it really hard sparring or not or whatever? I think a lot of that's got to do with the structure. If you have nothing coming up and you're just gonna spar on a Thursday morning because you've got nothing else to do, then I would say that that's not really that beneficial if you if you um have a fight coming up and say for example um in between the romero and Jacare fights so Jacare and romero fights we didn't spar at all. yeah i don't think so no because because it was only six weeks in between the fights and most of that was centered around recovery and the rest of it so and making sure that he kept his fitness but if say for example now rob hasn't fought in a while so there has been some really hard sparring you know uh, uh, there's, there's been a little bit more sparring than usual, I would say. Would, mm. would you say? There's yeah, I, a, I, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's been a little bit more harder sparring than usual because he hasn't he hasn't fought in a while. Yeah. So it all depends on on how active you are and what you like. Any anything that you do with training, you have to sit down and look at it and go, what's the objective of what I want to get out of this? Is a um, fitness is a game. Fitness is a whatever, you're doing something for, for technical development, whatever, then, then you'll figure out if there's a point to do that. So is there a point to do, I don't know, a 10 kilometer run even? Yes, no, depending. There's no point to do that the night before the fight. There's no point to do hard sparring the night before the fight. Um, so then you start to work kind of backwards from there. There'll be times where it's important for you to structure in your training to do some hard sparring and then other times where you just risking injury and brain trauma for no reason what What do you think elo
1: no, i just agree i don't know like you said i don't think it's appropriate if you want to be a boxer to just spar every week i think that was the old old mentality that a lot of boxing gyms and that had the more sparring you do the better you become but then you would lose technical aspects and that of it because when you're sparring sometimes if you're still learning you can't try things out because you don't want to get hit, do you know what I mean? So you lose a lot of the technique and stuff like that because you're so worried about maybe getting hit hard. Or um Also, when you're, when you're a novice, you don't know how to really control your sparring. I think like you get hit and then you bite down the mouth guard and want to hit them back harder, which isn't always the smartest way, especially if you want to then compete in being a boxer. So um I think, yeah, you need to... I, we, we used to train back up in Balner and that. We, we used to try to have a lot of like, uh, more simulation sparring and stuff like that, and then our hard sparring would only leave it maybe do you mean once a week or something like that, and then we'd have a lot of guys come in all the time and whinge about that we don't spar hard when do you mean when it was just normal sessions and everything like that. But like you said, with the brain trauma and and concussions and everything like that, you're a dickhead if you are. So.
0: Dude, I hear that, I hear that. Like even <clears> like you speak to like old school football players. Or old school boxes, and they say, "No, it's all bullshit," and blah 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 blah. And I think, man, like you see dudes now that are like my age, a bit older. Like when we had Willie Tonga, he talking and that, and the the trauma that he'd had, man, it's fucking real, man. No, man some of the old
1: boxes are even worse. <coughs> oh, they come from the old school, and that do you mean? They are just they're just scattered
2: Yeah, and heaven forbid you're one of the one of the guys that loves doing it with everything in his being
0: but he's just not very good at it 100 you know I mean? well yeah. that, that that was another thing i was going to say another <coughs> thing that's important is if you've got a young guy coming up and he wants to fight but he's never fought before or whatever at some point you should give him a hard spot in the in in the gym you know what i mean where you're going to find out if they actually want to do it or not you know so that that makes sense but just sparring, like, twice a week, just to spar twice a week, I think, like, it's not really beneficial, you know.
2: Especially when it's when, when it's structured around other training. Like, you may be training in the session and finish with
0: sparring, like, and, and maybe you train in the morning. or Like, I, I don't uh, understand that either. Because And you, you have to have both guys on the same thing. So, say, for example, if, if you're sparring, to, like, say, for example, Thursday, you're going to spar Jai. Mm. So, Jai and you and Izzy have known for a week. That you guys are going to spar so you guys can organize your training it's different than if you get to training today and you go oh i thought we were going yeah. to go for a run and i go no no you're going to do rounds <laughs> with these guys but you trained this morning already yeah that's just stupid and and a lot of the times yeah. like i hear the gym stories and people are like oh but he's crazy he did it anyways yeah. and i think of course he'd do yeah. of course he'd fucking do it <laughs> but that's and, and another thing is like dude
2: will probably drink drive as well <laughs> you know like or, or mark has has rocked up to spa and he's had the last two weeks off yeah you know, and he's coming ready like he's been in deep meditation for two weeks and you've come after on the back of like jogging because you started the session jogging you know? yeah yeah it's
1: it's yeah. it has to be structured it's opinion. just a recipe to get injured rob have you have you ever turned up to a sparring session and you have it planned that you're doing five rounds and in the first round you notice it's just not your day um, it's uh, that's a hard one that's a
2: hard one it's some not really not really it's it, there has been days preferably uh, particularly when I come when I came back uh, after the surgery where I was quite unfit and um and not uh, like I was still building my way back into it I remember there being a point where like I love sparring so I get in there and we we sparred but I remember I remember thinking, man, there's four more rounds left. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, I, I, not not often though, not often though. The, the thing is, um, I do enjoy doing it and even on a bad day, I'm not too bad at it. It's just, I'm just not hitting targets and,
0: and goals that I want to hit, you know. Um, any, any else on that? Because I'll, I'll go to some of the questions and we can read them off the thing. Uh, Stephen Ellis asks, uh, do you feel that having the troubles you both have had gives you an insight into seeing through others and the masks they use? I see some fighters act a certain way and say certain things that is in direct contrast to how they actually are. Mm. Discuss, <clears throat> Um
2: I, I definitely look at some fighters and can, and can pick out insecurities or or if it's just a fake... Like, Obviously, I, this is just my observations and stuff, and in dealing with them in, in the public scene. But um, anyone can can see certain insecurities when you're saying certain things about certain people, or the way you're acting, the way you like to act, and and the masks you try to put on, you know, the shows you try to play, the the, the roles you try to play. It's everyone can see that. Everyone can see it. Or I feel I can see it, you know. And um, and and I just think if if I'm feeling this way. Everybody else must be feeling this way at some
0: point. Or feeling their own version of that. Yeah,
2: their own version of it. Unless Unless they're
0: totally fucking stupid. Yeah, in which case then you're in in a blissful wonderland where nothing really matters. Yeah, like my (laughs) my dog is never going to have a depression or existential crisis or or really fucking worry about political things and he's not worried about his identity
2: (laughs) he's a fucking
0: dog and he's happy with it he doesn't even know he's a dog dog, but he's still happy he's just happy he
2: just wants you to throw (laughs) the ball and you catch it and that's it um but yeah it's like i i know everybody like at the higher levels at the highest levels and everybody that's aware gets it they're going through their own troubles and yeah you know it's and everyone's going through it. Yeah, everybody is going through it, or their version of it. You and it's very—it it, just—I guess we're all—we're all on the same playing field.
0: The the playing field is the same. You know, I have a question here as well. Same guy. I'm just going to go through his questions because it's great that he put them together and asked them. Then we'll go through. Um, if they—if your—if your team told you to put your gloves down, as in stop fighting, what would you do?
2: i i would have to. The whole team, like if, if like the whole team came down, sat me down, and said you got to put the gloves away, I'd probably do it. I'd probably do it. Would you be ready for that? Oh, it depends when it happened. If yeah, if, if, it, if the whole what's team tried to say? I was <laughs> going <laughs> to say, <laughs> <he's totally laughs> <a> world champion. <laughs> if, if, if the whole team rocked up today and said, Rob, <laughs> it's time not walk away, I'd be like, oh, hold on a second. <laughs> but um, yeah, definitely, and that's the thing I think our team does well is that my team has. Not only an invested interest in, in me fighting and my career, but me as a person, which is in my opinion, more important because there is a lot, we've mentioned a bunch of times, there's a lot of life outside of fighting and I, I want to be there for it, like mentally and physically, I want to be there for it. If if my team come to me and say, you got to put the gloves up, it means they see a reason for me to do that. They're, my health might be decaying, my mental state might be decaying, or I might not be doing too well. And... The the pros and cons of continuing the career where you win, lose, win, lose, win, lose might not add up to other things I could be doing apart from fighting. You know, they're never going to say, hang up the gloves, pick up the tools. <laughs> like, I, I have a good team. We all care about each other. We're all trying to build each other up. So I definitely listen to my team. I wouldn't be with my team if I didn't have that trust in them in the first place.
0: Okay. Uh, what do you see as success? Have you achieved success at this point? Or does success change its goalposts? Um, so yeah, how do you keep driven towards yeah. what you? I'll, I'll let you kick this one off, in particular. I, I think they're 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 asking you, not not me. Oh, okay, so <laughs> okay. <laughs> um,
2: <clears throat> yeah, you know, I, I definitely feel like I've, I've achieved success in in some in some goals. How would it's, you
0: define success? These are hard questions mate this got put the work in <laughs> Stephen Ellis sat down wrote like, these things out he wasn't mucking around
2: these are hard questions And
0: so let's do the man hes due answer the questions for him and we'll we'll move on to think these are good questions
2: yeah they are um I, I guess you know what 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 res- uh, resonates with me more than like what is success to me is more what we've been spoke about before is what like, what's driving you? why do you what are you driving for what do you hope to achieve like what is it you want and um you know honestly i i have what drives me and keeping what i have is the driving force behind it like i I have i have a beautiful family i have beautiful kids i have a beautiful wife i'm healthy i'm fit um i i'm i'm in a positive like i'm a positive role model to, to my brothers and sisters and uh I have, a, I have a nice home i'm not stressing about money and, and i've that's what i want in this life like I, I want i want that that's my driving force like if i when i didn't have that i was driving for that and now that i have it i'm driving to keep it that's what i want that is success for me you know i i am successful because I, I i have that and i'm driving what drives me is the 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 the, the want to keep it i want to keep all that you know that's that is my success and and also my legacy, honestly.
1: Uh, fear has that that no sense? place. Yes, it does <laughs> nah, that was, I think that was a really good answer?
0: It's one of your best, <laughs> man. <mate. laughs> <laughs> fear has no place in the octagon, they say. But you have to be scared of something, whether physical or not. What scares you? Love to hear from everyone in the room. Oh, excellent! <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad he, he uh he pointed that one out, like the the differences. Would you? What scares you, Eli?
1: Oh, it scares me. Yeah. Oh, I hate, I hate letting people down. That's oh, fuck. You must be walking around like a scared cat all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you no, must be, you must leave be the house positively peeing yourself. I don't know. I, I, I don't really like letting people down. It's not like a, I don't know, that scares me, but I think like I, I do worry about that a lot. So that's a fear. So I guess it scares me uh, that I like letting people down. I don't know. Whether it's my family, friends, uh, community, or them things. Um, yeah. I, th- I probably worry about it a little bit too much. So I guess that's a fear, which is, yeah, scares me a bit.
0: Now, I have to say my, my biggest fear is, is along those lines. My biggest fear, I think, um, is not, not being there, like not, not being able to be there if um, something happens or um, just not, not being there if, if something happens with my family or not being, not being there if, um, you know, my wife needs me or, you know, children or, or whatever. That that's to me is the biggest fear that, that that I have. But all the rest of the stuff is like um, co- like consequences, you know. Or like so, say for example, like if you lose money or something, it doesn't scare me to lose money or to. I can't say for you to lose a fight, but but it's it'd be more along the lines of like, if if say you're you're going to fight or and Jacob or any of the other boys are going to fight, and um, I know that I haven't done things to maximize their potential to win, that scares me because uh, people are relying on you to, to do things, you know, and if you haven't done it, um, that all of that really scares me. And I think that's what makes me be kind of like so full on about stuff when I say, no, things got to be done like this and they got to be done like that. And they got to be done like this at this time. Mm. It's because I, I put a lot of responsibility on myself and I know Alex is the same and the other coaches, all of them, I think, share that. Um, because i have a fear of not of letting people down you know but not but more of not being there because if i'm there i'm going to do my best yeah. you know i'm not one to like if something happens just leave my friends planted like david roberts but that's <laughs> that's a different story that i'll tell that maybe on this podcast or maybe on, the, on another one but that's not how i am like david that mm, leaves his friends tell now
1: where he can't defend himself
0: mate when i say i'm scared of not being there i'm talking about david roberts <laughs> because <laughs> he was there and then he left <laughs> but anyways you know it's funny we, we've known each other
2: for a long time we've been around each other a long time and that your that fear of not of the responsibility and stuff actually like it it explained a lot of a, 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 of lot, me. Of, yeah, a lot of your behaviors like being really full-on and and if we have to be here at nine o'clock you expect people to be there at 22 Although, you know what i mean it's like
0: things have to be done a certain way for a reason well uh, the, the way I see it as well is like um if, if we had nothing else to do and we were all whatever but like your family is not more important than my family my family is not more important than yours so if we said be there at nine then get there at 8 30 so we can start at nine so at 10 30 we're done and then everybody can be home by midday to do whatever they have to do with their respective families you know what I mean and honestly that adds on to the responsibility that you have like mm-hmm. so for me i see myself as being responsible for my family as well you know i see myself as being responsible in, in certain aspects my wife is in other ways but like so it's not a game i told her i'm going to be home at midday so i'm going to be home at midday you know because she will have planned to do you know what i mean like yeah it's it's important you know mm-hmm. and i think that that attitude carries over to everything you do yeah
2: um i guess in terms of like uh, if, we, if we were in a career sense as in like fighting in the octagon and then things fears revolving around that is uh my biggest fear for my career is uh failing to perform I, I i have no qualms of losing a fight as long as i've gone in there and i've done everything i can to win i have no qualms at all i'll go out there and I freeze and i and i just lose because of that because i didn't something happened and i just couldn't come out i couldn't couldn't throw or i didn't feel like i could throw or whatever that scares me more than anything else um career wise and then i guess i guess like the fear in, in terms of um everyday life living i, I, I fear that i like I, i'm much better at dealing with is is losing everything and i think a lot of people have this fear of like especially I think like growing up poor and not growing up with, without much and then my family and stuff being, um, you know, separated and things like that. I just have a fear of losing things, of losing what I've worked for, of, of losing what I've got. And, uh, it's just, I was much, much worse at it, uh, worse with it. Like when we first met, but this, certainly when we first met and around that time, but, uh, and I'm much better at, at, at understanding you and, um, and talking myself through it now because it's, um, <clears throat> but yeah, just the, that fear of losing everything,
0: you know. I think a lot of people can relate to that, like fear of losing everything. Can you shout out for Stephen Ellis, um, a gentleman named Richard Bywater from Tasmania? Shout, shout out, Richard, <laughs> Richard Bywater. Bywater, Bywater from Tasmania. Yes, sir. Shout out. Excellent. <laughs> Um, rob how have you changed as a person um being that you were a reserved person to begin with how have you changed with your success um that's a
2: that's a tricky one
0: your dad just messaged me what did he say asking you for streaming at 1 pm sorry jack that's because of Eli he started late but um all good <laughs> <What's it>? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm just throwing it on Eli. <laughs> Cheers.
0: So you're a reserved person?
2: Um. Yeah. Uh, I don't... What do you think from an outside perspective? Because you've known me before, I guess, I was successful to, to, to how I am now.
0: You know how people say, here we go. I'm just, nah. <laughs> here, you. here we go. When he, when he looks into like, the never-ending abyss. You know it's coming. No, I'm just saying like you know how some people say like he's never changed. He was the same as he was before. I agree. But like, he I... wasn't much to begin with, but <laughs> <laughs> No, but but I have to say like um No, there hasn't been a, there hasn't been a huge amount of um like you've changed, but I have to say that all the changes have been positive, And I think a lot of that's because a lot of the times, it's not you that changes; the people around you that change. Mm. Um, you know, Mark Hunt said that, Mike Tyson said that. I'm sure other people have said that. But generally, I'd imagine so that it's not you that changes; the people around you that change. And I think um, the like your achievements have never been like, oh, you're the world champion. You know, and then all of us are like, oh, he's a world champion. And I, I don't know. I can't imagine. I can't imagine fawning over people like that. So I I don't think that anyone in your circle has um, has changed like that, and um, we 're all driving forward so this the fact that that you 're the champion at the moment that 's just like a an arbitrary thing you know what I mean like mm. you are, but we have other plans outside of fighting mm. inside of fighting new guys coming up that great if you keep the belt you 're going to fight your hardest for as long as you can, and if you can keep the belt that 's awesome, and if you don't we have other things waiting but it 's never been um I think that that attitude within the team is what keeps everyone going. You yeah, know? it's not. Very down to earth attitude. Yeah, I don't know if and it's a down, very
2: pragmatic, yeah. I'd say. And seeing that you're not, we're not something special. Like, the belt doesn't mean anything, really. No, nah,
0: I, I, I don't think, yeah, I, I don't think It's just know. a
2: result of.
0: Have you seen a
1: lot of change in Rob since you've known him? No, no, none, none whatsoever. And that was, I met Rob before he was the champion, did the Gracie program, started your main group, mm. to watch him become the champion. Um now, I live down here and interact with him all the time, and that, now he's always been the same person, but again, I think he's mentioned that that you could change if everyone in your circle changed, yeah, do you know what I mean if you become the champion and they Start getting them fresh towels for you and charging you money, like yeah. <laughs> you know, jewelry. you know,
0: who did change became a bit of an attention whore, was Alex, Alex Prades. <laughs> wow, yeah, every chance he gets on Instagram, yeah. everything, everything. That's that's the only, follow Alex Prades on Instagram, please. Doing the favor, yeah. um, he's the only one, but everyone else has stayed more or less down to earth, um. Yeah, but I think I, I definitely think that, that that's the the biggest yeah. thing is like how everyone else around you changes. Mm. But you see that you see dudes, and and I'm not I'm not bagging people on this because I, I don't know the ins and outs of it. Maybe it's for the better. You know what I mean? But you see people, and 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 there are times where yeah, you do need to get, and you have as well. Like there are times where you have to get rid of people as well. You know, it doesn't mean yeah. you you stay the same. Like I'm not friends with the guy I was friends with in year three. You know what I mean? Just to stay loyal, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go find him, Stuart Talkington. Um, I don't know how you remember that. He threw up on me in kindergarten, that guy. That's how I remember. That's how he's bonded. Well, we were talking. (laughs) Actually, I used to work in a nightclub, and I saw him in the nightclub. He came up to me. He's like, "Da da da." -da," We're talking. I said to him, man "You threw up on me." I remember. He turned to me. I still was. He threw up this brown stuff. (laughs) I don't know what he was eating, but I remember he turns over to me, and I could barely speak English, and he goes. Fabrizio. And I said I must have said yes, either in Spanish or I must see. And he goes <laughs> <"Bah."> <laughs> and up And we were friends for a long time, but you know, he's he's a graphic designer now. I think he was last time I spoke to him. <laughs> but I'm not friends with him now. You know what I mean? See? <laughs> I'm assuming that's what I would have said to him. <laughs> so yeah um let's do the
2: questions also when he said fabrizio you made it sound like like he like laid brick his entire life no, he was F- fucked. fabrizio that
0: no, he goes i remember he leaned into me he fabrizio and i looked over at him and he just went boom, all <laughs> over me god
1: see <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man uh, Let's go. Let's kick off. Let's you know ask the question. Yeah. You go. I saw,
2: a, I saw a question before. I'd like to ask you. <laughs> the guy said, "It's probably up to someone." Said, "Fab, how did you get to be so funny?"
0: I honestly <laughs> don't think that I'm that funny. My wife doesn't think I'm funny. She thinks I'm a bit of a fucking bozo, <laughs> um, and I don't think I'm that funny. Um, that, that joke you just said there is very con- uh, contrary to the fact. Which one, right? The the, see, oh, no, I was telling a story. That's a real story. That's a real. That, that, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to be funny. It actually happened. <laughs> the kid's named Stuart Talkington, and he threw up on me. Sometimes you just you just have it. I I'm guess. Just telling you the truth, man. I'm just Some people just have it. I'm just telling the story how it happened. <laughs> Hit uh, us
2: with something else. Let's go. <clears throat> how did, here, babe, I'll start. I'll, I'll, I'll ask you this question. And, i may answer it afterwards how do you cut off toxic people from your life oh it's a a good one that's what i wanted to ask
0: you that one first i think i'm not the best at it because david roberts is still around (laughs) um i I do think this i think like we use an analogy in the in the i I don't try and cut anyone out of anything we use an analogy in um in our team it's the, the peloton you know, if you can keep up with a peloton, you can stay. And if you can't keep up with a the peloton, then you can't. Um, you may need to explain what a peloton is. The, Pelot- uh, the peloton is the, the group of riders and, when they're doing like a Tour de France or something. And people that can't keep up with the peloton, they're off the race and they fall off the back and they're gone. mate. <laughs> you know, and they didn't have enough EPO and <laughs> so, so the people that can't keep up with the peloton for whatever reason some people it's not that they're bad people some people like you know you might have three kids and, and you, you, you got a, a day job and so you, you can't train anymore so whatever they not necessarily have to be toxic they don't have to be bad people they might just not fit into the the area that fit into what we're doing so so when you set certain standards and you say we've got to do a b c and d people have to hit those standards to to stay on the peloton and it's kind of it just kind of the, the people that are of the same have the same goals and they have the same standards and want the same things are going to keep working in that way and other people people are just going to fall off the peloton you know and that's no matter what you want to do it doesn't make them good people or bad people even if if you go out and you say okay we're gonna train you know on Sunday mornings which we do then already if you're a guy that likes to party on a Saturday night and that you're not you're not gonna be able to, you know what I mean? Like you're just gonna fall off the, the Peloton. Hmm. Excellent.
2: Rob Um <clears throat> Yeah, well like like you said, that's our team mentality that we have with the with with the group. It's it's exactly that. The the people that can't keep up fall off. And and sometimes like when you when you reach that point where you see a guy can't, can't keep up but he's hot, hanging on for dear life sometimes you just have to you just have to have that bad talk you just have to have that that ugly conversation that you never want to have sometimes you have to just you look at your phone and you sit there for 15 minutes going I don't want to do this have you had to do that a lot yeah, too many times too many times because it, it that's the thing like it doesn't mean i hate you it doesn't mean like you're a bad person necessarily it just means that me and you aren't heading in the same direction and we you know and it's better to just to just say that out like to, to say it how it is so that you can do you and I'll do me you know we're not neither one of us are going to have any animosity towards each other no bad feelings like let's just let's just call it how it is and um yeah when you reach that point where the guy can't keep up the peloton and you need a change you got to look at your You sit down and you look at your phone for about half an hour and you just, you just, you just do it, you go, you just press call. And then once it starts ringing, you can't stop now. (laughs) And then I I can't do that face to face. I'm not a face, like it's hard enough as it is for me personally. So do you fear that? Going back to the other question (coughs) from before. Fear the face to face stuff? Yeah. Yeah, it crushes me. Like, I guess I'm a coward. (laughs) as some people would call it like and i'm happy taking that title i don't want to look you in your eyes when i'm saying sorry mate but i'm going this way and you're going that way and let's just leave it here because to me there's nothing wrong with that then there shouldn't be anything wrong with it obviously there's the invested emotions and, and feelings and everything involved and i'm very emotional myself but
0: like it just has to happen and I don't want to have this conversation face to face. <laughs> I, but, but you know what? I think that a lot of times in relationships, any relationship, people always have to have like a, a good guy and a villain. And it's like a lot of times like, dude, it, did, it didn't work out. Like they go, oh, i broke up with her now. She's crazy. And I'm like, dude, she was fucking crazy when you were going out with her. <laughs> and, and you just, just to put this, you are not normal either. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like yeah. it's, and now, now that your craziness has run its course, Use broken up now you're going to tell me like out of r- at random crazy shit that she did or crazy random shit that he did and i'm like yeah i'm sure they did it but but you're both fucked <laughs> I'm, I'm fucked too don't, don't get me wrong but it's it, but I, I feel like they, there's always like pushed for someone to be yeah. the wrong you know what yeah. I mean? and a lot of times it's not that it's just like yeah and that's it and you just go, like for me so
2: i just make the phone call once it starts ringing you call and then you just have that bad conversation and it leaves a, it leaves a, a sour taste in your mouth for a while afterwards. And sometimes the other, the other party doesn't, rec- doesn't take it too well. Okay. Um, but you just have to, you have, to, you have to do it, you have to do it. Like you have to cut the bad fruit from
0: the tree. Wow. Put Hop- that one, write that one down. Hobson. <laughs> um, what's next? Another question, Elo, do you wanna ask a question? What's Rob's weight at the moment? Mm, around 94, 95. Yeah. How much? 94, 95. So what's that in pounds? Like? Uh, 205, 207? Like, yeah, 207 right now. Yeah. Yeah. How much was Paulo Costa in this fight? That was crazy. He put on 12 kilos. Before, he's, before he before
1: the actual day. Yeah, he's fight, been so there. 24 hours.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He put on over 12 it kilos. He would have been like... Ninety six. It would have been like two fifteen, something like that. Yeah, I can't do pounds, but it's like 96 97 kilos. Yeah. And that that's like heavier than you are now. He's banned in California State Athletic Commission. Because he put on a certain they, amount. they can't put on more than fifteen percent.
2: So so is he
0: going to lie heavy or is he just not fighting in California anymore? <laughs> like I don't know. No, he but he fight can fight still in fight in California, California if he doesn't put fifteen percent of his weight back on. Which, honestly, it's it's incredible that he can do that. I, I'm, I'm so confused. Like, why are there so many... It's incredible that he can do that. And, and so so
1: it's just California, he can't fight. Uh, from my understanding, I
0: don't, so, I don't know the ins and outs of it. Are there different rules, state to state? Yeah. yeah, because it's the Athletic Commission that governs it. What about if you're fighting in, say, China? No, if he you, if you fights in <clears> another state that doesn't observe that 15%
1: weight cut rule,
0: um, then... You're you're good. You're fine. You can put on twenty kilos if you like.
1: If you fight in Rio, you're good. Mm. That's a I'll lot look, of some, oh, well, why? Wait, wait,
2: before we like this is playing on my mind. Why aren't there a set of universal rules across the
0: board for the entire sport? You would think so, but uh, they have athletic commissions that govern each each place. And where there's none, it's I think it's where I think. It's a Nevada state. Athletic it's a, it's a,
1: the same here in Australia, isn't it? Yeah, they have combat sports here in New South Wales. So different they, in Queensland. Different in. Like no for ones,
0: years, for years, you couldn't fight muay thai with elbows here.
2: No one, no one wanted to be like, why don't we just
0: make it standard for everybody? Because I think part, the way I understand that as well is there's because like there were states in the US who couldn't fight them, you couldn't fight, in, you couldn't fight MMA, <clears throat> and say so yeah. here, here in here in Australia, in Australia right. same, you know, and so here in Australia there were, there were you, you couldn't fight with elbows here in Muay Thai mm. for, for a long time. In Queensland, you could. Mm.
1: Yeah, uh, well, I, I went to a, a boxing one, one time and it was Queensland, New South Wales, because you're not allowed to fight until you're the age of 14.
0: I was going to say to you, boxing still hasn't allowed elbows. So I don't know you're But
1: they just won't agree. Yeah. yeah, they just can't come up with a agreement on on age or what they're going to do, or everyone has their own input and they just they just can't agree.
0: Yeah, and no, because I, I, I think it goes back to like governing laws, really, at mm. the end of the day, not not even and each state has different again. Oh, man. So you're touching on deeper issues. Yeah, here, this Rob. is
2: confusing, and you know, I assume everyone
0: on the board gets a wage. They to get paid. <now. laughs> um, what's got you, to speak into the thing? Hey, look, can you make the screen bigger? It was fourteen point nine percent, and is banned from fighting at Middleton, California. Okay,
2: Should it try doing this on the, on the thing.
0: Oh. No,
2: but you're just gonna scroll to the left now,
0: guys. If you can, please you can, put in the about it. But then you Eli. just got to scroll left. Yeah, now scroll left. Should champions with three plus defenses be granted an immediate rematch? Do you think? Ooh.
2: That's a good... That's a good... Um. Media rematch. I feel... I feel like champions should be granted a rematch.
0: Maybe straight away. All champs?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, maybe. Because, like, it's hard to get there. Yeah. No matter how you get there, it's hard
0: you know everyone likes to whinge and complain but <laughs> like, not everybody can do it it's pretty tricky to get there i have um, a question you <coughs> get somebody put up here prime gsp versus prime rob who wins i'll go with eli first but what well, weight well prime rob is 185 prime gsp would be mm, 170 170 so that works
1: so weight doesn't matter what, what do you think, Eli? Why are you going to put me on the spot first? It's a tough one, man. There's, because one, I
2: always... there's one answer, brother.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I always go back to GSP being a champion, and I think he always did what needed to be done to win the fight. Do you know what I mean? So if hmm. he knew that Rob's weakness was wrestling, he was going to wrestle fucking. Whoa. He knew what, he could... no, no, I'm not just I'm not saying that is, but if he thought he would have an advantage in the striking, then he would be working on his boxing, as he has with opponents and stuff like that. So I think he he was like the do you know what I mean he, He's a champion. He did what needed to be done to be won. I think Rob has now followed that not followed that, do you know what I mean I don't think he's had a blueprint of it or anything and, and followed that type of um but I, I think there's a lot of, of the same same type of characteristics. I didn't even say that, did I? Okay. Traits, traits. Yep, there's a nice simple one for me <laughs> well. Um, a lot of the same traits. So it'd, it'd be a good fight. Um, when was JSP in his prime? You think? To, what, what What do you think was his? What do you say his prime? Prime.
0: prime. I, I think there was a stage when he fought like Fitch and um, that that sort of stage there when yep. yeah, and Fitch and all of that where Nick. Yeah. Well, Nick was he came back from re from reconstruction. Yeah, for, from Nick. you think it wasn't the same after the Rico? He was huge, he, man. Because he, he, yeah, yeah,
2: he, he, he came back, he came back and just like lay and prayed. Nick easily. Yeah, yeah, but then, but but you know, fought, no, Kondo, no, 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 no,
0: But he 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 looked like yeah, he beat him in that. But Diaz, I think the way that Diaz fights was a was a fight that GSP could do that in mm. if he had fought a different kind of fighter for that at that just at that period, I don't know. Mm. He I, I I think um because it wasn't easy for him either with, with Diaz. He just did exactly that what you said, took him down and, and held him down. I i think there was a stage where at that level the guys that he was fighting where you're looking at him going, fuck, no one's gonna beat him.
1: When he beat Tiago Alves and Koscheck and yeah. and and all of that, he looked like no one's gonna beat him. What so, I was trying to get to but is I think back then a lot of fighters had more skill gaps than what they have now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So say for example, he would wrestle, do you know what I mean, Nick Diaz to death instead of standing there and striking with him. Mm. Who, who was it? No, he he's he a just stood he's there. He's a very, team. very smart Well, player. I don't think he'd be able to do that with Rob. Do you know what I mean? I don't think Rob has them them skill gaps, do you know what I mean, that them them guys had back then. So I think in 10 years, the sport has you know I mean, progressed a lot. Um, yeah, I think mm. I'd have to say, Robert Whittaker. By racial <laughs> it did sound super common. He no, no, started no, fading.
2: Going, no. uh, yeah. I guess I've I, I,
0: I think honestly, at one seventy, I think um, it's not your natural weight, and I, I'd have to, I'd have to say, GSP. I, I would never fight him at one seventy. Yeah. So, so <laughs> it. Um, but in your prime at one eighty five, I, I, I just feel like. Well, it could have happened, but he wasn't in his prime. Mm. You know, if we're we're happy to accept that. And he looked uncomfortable at 185. Yeah. yeah. So, like, we're both in that he can't come up, I can't go down. So, I I, I do think it would be harder for him to apply. I'm not saying he couldn't do it, but I think it would be harder for him to apply his game to you than your game to his. Like, you fought... A lot of grapplers that, you, that that you had to keep standing, and I don't think his stand up is as good as yours. Mm. That, that's my honest opinion. I don't I don't think that. I think I, I think he does a lot of re- good. I, I think he does a lot of things really really well. It's, I mean it's GSP, but I, I, I just don't feel that that he'd be able just the way that things play out. I don't feel that he could um apply his game to you. But having said that, I think he'd have a lot of trouble with Romero at 185. I think he'd have a lot of trouble. It's hard picturing Romero and GSP
2: in the same weight division, eh? Yeah, (laughs) but you know what I mean. I just
1: brought up before just saying he's dodging like GSP dodge you and Romero. I was like, how are they in the same? Yeah, it seems like another.
0: That's what I mean. So that's when when you picture that and you put that in perspective. Well, you see, like honestly, you see Israel and you see GSP and israel's huge like he's tall and he's like he's a broad guy you know what i mean he's not little so when you when you start to think like these are the guys you're fighting and the guys he's fighting for the most part are, are smaller you mm-hmm. know what i mean i don't know that he can do that game with you at 185 that that's my mm-hmm. honest opinion what do you think <clears throat>
2: yeah 185 i don't i don't think i think i got it handled not handled but he's a hard fight but i think i have I don't think he can exploit any of his, like, use any of his strengths that he did in 170 to me at 185. I think I have too much power. I have, I, I, I'd i like to think I have the better striking, and I'm not that easy to take down, which leaves him, you know, at the end of my jab. But at, at 170, and you can take him down too. Yeah. But at, at 170, like, <laughs> I'd just die in the white cut. Like, it wouldn't be. I, I, I got him at 170 for sure. For sure. He was a weapon there, you know. Uh, make sure. With the the, the, the the YouTube comments, You've got to scroll up to the blue ones. Yeah, I've got a blue one here. It yeah, says, the, the blue what one- do you
0: think about Darren Till moving up? The blue ones are important. Yes. What do you think about Darren Till moving up?
2: Uh, I think we sp- we touched on it last week uh, in, a, in a sense that we, he always, was, oh, we believe he always was, was going to have to move up. He's a big guy, and he was a huge guy in 170, you know. Um, and that's the thing though like in terms of moving up like it was one of those things that we always thought he would have to move up but then how he's going to adapt to the middleweight division is completely is, is different to that because he's no longer the biggest guy he's no longer the tallest guy in the division so we'll, we'll have to see how he how
0: how he comes to the division but what's it like you being you going from 170 to 185 and then feeling full and strong what what was that like For, going from the fight with Mike Rhodes, who, by the way, I'm going to say has extremely underrated striking. Um, going from Mike Rhodes to Clint Hester, and just because you didn't even you didn't even have enough time to build the muscle, like you're mm. not as big as you weren't as big as you are now. Yeah. But what was that like? I got, I got super fat. <laughs> but but how'd you feel like strength-wise? Um. Carrying over without having to do that crazy crazy weight cut.
2: I I just felt much better and you know what the biggest difference was like yes I felt much fuller and and I felt better like there was much more water in my brain like I've I've taken big shots and it hasn't phased me at all in in fights Um, but but the, the biggest noticeable difference was leading into a fight leading into fights before I used to stress out be, be super anxious about whether or not I'm going to make it or not, how am I going to do this, the weight cut itself is going to be hard. Like it would literally keep me up at night. And every session was just about I have to run, I have to burn this weight, I have to sweat. Every single session I was running because I just had to lose weight. You know? And that was like that, – that was the reason why I moved up. It was either – because it was destroying me. It was destroying me. It was either move
0: up or quit. Yeah. You know, the other thing people don't understand is like – just try it for a week where you have to exercise real hard and not eat properly and see the effects that that has on like the rest of your family and all the people around you and like so say now if there's a if there's if, if your wife says oh let's go to lunch you can't pig out but you can eat normal yeah but this time out when you're going to 170 you wouldn't have been able nothing to eat. but salads and fish mate yeah like that that, that that's what people don't get like you can't even have like a normal day.
2: And people don't realize how hard it was day of cutting that huge water weight. Like it was hard, hard, hard. That last cut, I did 7.4 kilos in the sauna. And that was hard. It was
0: hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of wrestlers sort of dominating divisions? Do you think it will become a trend in the future to raise your kids in wrestling first? <clears throat>
2: Um. Hmm. I'm just thinking about the divisions and 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 seeing the, the the top guys. They're not all wrestlers
1: though. I think they said there's two that aren't wrestlers. So I Yeah, but guys. Rob
0: was one of them who's wrestled competitively. and yeah. made the Commonwealth Games team. So um you know that's something that honestly astounds me. Like I think like why don't people fucking check what they're saying? You know yeah. what I mean? You're a fucking commentator. It's your one job <laughs> yeah. to do. Cruz uh, said that. I was like, shout out Dom.
2: I don't think love it was Cruz that said that. No, hundred percent was that said that you didn't have a wrestling background? Me and Holloway.
0: The two guy two champions without wrestling.
2: Yeah, I
1: think so yeah. I, I love
0: that, that guy, but so Yeah, no, no, but but I'm no scoring it, here. It still doesn't mean that he's that that it's 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 Pretty inaccurate. Yeah, because we we wrestle a lot, and you've competed in and wrestling. have competed. Uh, uh, you a didn't lot. grow up wrestling. Yeah, you know, but um, like I think Hol- I don't know if Holloway hasn't wrestled or not, but like you've competed in wrestling. You made the national team in wrestling, mm. so like you've wrestled. So you can't even really say Rob's one of the people that doesn't wrestle. You know what I mean? Um, I- it it could have been. <clears throat> it could have been just no I'm not, so, I'm not talking about that in particular i'm just talking about like the fact that like this question in particular it's like um like do you think that's going to be a trend and i think like well even for yourself you've wrestled yeah i've wrestled you know and i think the biggest thing is the the pool that it draws from yeah. as well one is like the sport's great but there's heaps of wrestlers that are shit fighters too yeah you know well, what I mean?
2: yeah <laughs> and like there are a lot of the a lot of the pools like the talent pool for the for the ufc is american
0: yeah,
1: yeah, like, like with, with big wrestling programs,
2: <laughs> yeah, with where everyone grows up wrestling, just so. about.
1: So. I think that there would have been a time where wrestling wasn't the dominant, do you know what I mean background of, of champions, and then mm. wasn't that conversation? So, I don't know, no, but
0: but but I don't think this is the other thing is my opinion is like proper grappling should be wrestling with submissions, you know what I mean? You can call it jiu jitsu, you can call it catch wrestling, yeah. call it whatever you want. <clears throat> That that kind of grappling I think is always gonna dominate because it dictates if you're gonna go up or down and it can finish you on the ground. So yeah, it's combat oriented. Yeah, it's got too many facets of um of of combat in, encompassed in it. And um but then I think there's essential points like boxing and that that punches are the highest percentage of knockouts are punches let's answer this before we lose it acdc fan
2: for those about to rock <laughs> uh yeah i love that. akadaka my old man
0: got me in on you like acdc fab i don't mind them
2: eli yes of, of course, course he does. of course
0: he does <laughs> megaphone guy here cheers for the ticket boys shout out to nathan kelly and always respect the reaper <laughs> what a great guy what a great guy thank you steve respect the reaper the reaper what's a loving
1: that isn't he <laughs> what's the date today uh, the third or no? Yeah, the
0: third. Well, today will from now on be National Steve Booth Day. National Congrats Steve Booth Day. Congratulations, <laughs> mate. Beth, can you tell us about your. No, I can't. That's all my performance enhancing drugs. <laughs> I can't tell you about the stacks, the private stacks that I do.
1: He's asking about your stacks. <laughs> you, I need to get by you. Um, so, let's Can you find another question? Yeah, there uh, was a question there before they were asking how was the sparring with, with Jimmy? So I don't know. You want to talk about that, Bob? Um.
0: All right. was just writing one down so I don't lose it. Oh, yeah.
1: What what is? is the yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. How was how was the sparring between Rob and Jimmy Crew?
1: Yeah, yeah. There was a crew. It came up a couple of times.
0: I think Jimmy Jimmy has really good camp behind him. He's got really good people behind him, in particular. The guy that I most dealt with is Sam Greco, who's a legend in, yeah. in martial arts, in Australian martial arts, international martial arts. Um, Jimmy's a very, very strong guy. Um, he's up and coming, of course, you know, and he's still he's still working on on a, on a lot of different things. Um, I think that that uh, it was it was a real clash of styles as well, because Jimmy likes to come forward and uh, and strike hard. And Rob, you know, Rob's a little bit more elusive, a little bit more, uh, with a little bit more ability to move. Um, it was interesting. It was a big clash of styles. I'm not going to get into who won or who lost the sparring because I think that's not polite. But uh, I will say that Jimmy's got really, really good uh, background, really, really good coaching. And, and it's evident in the way that he was throwing certain kicks and really hard leg kicks, really big power behind his shots. Yeah. What- uh yeah jimmy hits hard
2: <laughs> he's got a big hands as we saw in that episode with him yeah his hands are ridiculous <laughs> mate. he's got monstrous hands yeah. and he should be an arm wrestler that's one of the first things i asked him was like are you arm are wrestle are you good at arm wrestling yeah um why is the hand size so important
0: for arm wrestling i think it's just so like you can just move the person's hand and usually if you have massive hands you're not gonna have wrists like mine you're gonna have big fucking wrists and big <laughs> forearms <laughs> yeah yeah but that's like the whole thing that goes together. Your wrists aren't that bad, mate. Mate, my my wife's wrists are thicker than mine. <laughs> um yeah. yeah, no. You
2: I I really got a sense on of how like Jimmy would be a hard fight for you in the in the light for heavyweight division. Light <laughs> <my> heavyweight <laughs> division. He he'd be hard. He he's hard to put away. He walks forward, he's relentless and he hits hard. He just doesn't like he I think he can be a like a and he's got, he's got ground game and he's got wrestling. So, yeah.
0: yeah, I can see how he would be a big problem for a lot of those light heavy guys. 100%. Honestly. Quick question. Says, Fab is tied to a are training with you guys. No, he's not. <coughs> um, we have a little bit of contact
1: with him, but no, he, he trains with his
0: own mm. team. We don't really have the guys with the size to
2: for him to, to work with. No. No.
1: Rob, we got one on Twitch. One of the guys is asking, how do you uh, fit in time for your gaming and being a UFC champion? Um, <coughs>
2: Yeah, so 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 for me, playing video games is is, is very important. You know, uh, there's a there's a stigma around gaming where it's like lazy people and people that don't like um waste of time and that sort of stuff. But I I it is essential for me to play video games because that's how I truly unwind and escape. I just I play my games, I go into the game, I feel like I'm a part of it, and I start running around and I'm not thinking about fighting, I'm not thinking about the stresses of life, I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm just there in the game, and that, that, and it makes me happy. Like I thoroughly enjoy. it. It's not like I'm going in there just brain dead doing nothing. I'm going in there and I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the, the the, the time. Plus, like if I play with my friends, like Pete and Dennis and things like that, like we, we all get together and I'm also social there, so I'm talking to them. and we you know, I'm I'm just it's just fresh. It's fresh air. Like it's just something different. It's 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 truly how I I, I unwind. My wife and, and everybody like they she knows how important it is to me. Like I don't straight after training I don't go home, jump on the computer and forget about my family. Like I go home, I play with the kids, I see my wife, I talk to my wife. You know I make sure I'm I'm, I'm a part of their lives. But when the kids go down and my wife wants to go train, I, I jump on the computer and I sit there and I, I relax, I unwind. Sometimes I'm Twitch streaming, and I'm talking to the guys and. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's very important just to to keep me sane.
1: <laughs> so it's just like anyone's hobby. Yeah, made, some a, people surf. It's some a hobby. Read it's books. exactly that. Some people like to watch Netflix. Do you know what I mean? Hundred percent. Yeah,
2: that's exactly it. That's, that's just what I do to unwind. It's how, and I think because I've done it for so long since my earliest days, like I've, I've gamed, maybe as an escape, but also because I enjoyed it. Um, it's how like it's built in me that when I play games, I relax. Like I, I don't know. Like Do you I think, from growing up, it was a form of escapism as well. One hundred billion percent. That and watching anime, <laughs> they were the two biggest things. That uh, anime was more of an escape than than games because, like, the, I, I can stop watching anime. Whereas with games, I I need to be playing something at. Like I, I if I go away, if I go away, <clears throat> if I go away, I need I need to have my console there with the game that I'm playing. I have to. It's just and if i don't I, I get like i just feel sad <laughs> i don't feel as good i don't perform as well
1: I, I think i got a phone i was talking to you one time fab when you were in las vegas and i think you were in the room with rob i don't know it would have had something to do with the gracie program but he gave me a call and i could hear rob in the background saying should i buy a helicopter should i buy a <laughs> helicopter <laughs> i thought he wanted to buy a helicopter
0: <laughs> not with what they're paying me yeah, yeah, the- but not that was what obviously was paying, yeah, a video game yeah. um one of the questions that was asked one of the blue questions that was asked is, thank you
2: for your uh support guys blue question is and yes, gold um, wh- so what's the gold ones i think the more cost cost more like Stephen, yeah. steven threw up a gold comment saying, what Thanks about the red secret. ones
0: is there a red what do you mean like that red yeah that that's just a highlight that's, okay that's nothing so blue and yellow is that priority yes okay yes all right what is israel's greatest strengths what do you see as israel's greatest strengths Uh, he's kickboxing he's kickboxing his timing his
2: his fight experience his fight iq due to that experience he's he's a he's a crafty guy he's 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 got great striking he's got great timing he's got a
0: great body for the type of striking he employs but that's very important because a lot of people <laughs> might try and fight like Israel, but yeah. they even if they're tall, they yeah. might not have his timing. They might not 100%. have all the rest of it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Is he just good at, as a package, as as how he is, of how he like? Yeah, his Israel Adesanya's style is him, <laughs> like, and he's good at it. Everything you see him do, he's good at. It. Very hard to replicate anywhere else.
0: Um, mm. um, do you think there's anything in particular with with his? striking that stands out or, or or anything else with his game in mma that stands out um as, <clears throat> as a great strength he's he's a tall fighter and
2: he fights well at it like he, he's a very good tall fighter you know you, you have tall fighters that you see em, employ their games but they're just not as good as he is like Rockhold, he's a tall fighter or he was in in the middleweight division i think it's a little harder to be a tall fighter in in you have to light. be very tall. You to, yeah, you have to be very, very tall. You know, but he was a tall fighter in the middleweight division, and um, he fought well as a tall fighter. You know, but I still think he is leagues behind someone like Adesanya stylistically. I like, think I think Adesanya is much more technical. His timing is much crisper. He's got more tools in his kit to um, to employ. It's
0: yeah, he's Adesanya is a great tall fighter. What what do you think, Eli? What's Addison's greatest strength? Kickboxing, wouldn't it be? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I Eli think, is incredibly insightful.
1: Do you know what I mean? That's a. If anyone who knows his background and that, that'd be a pretty simple question to answer. No, but there's good
0: kickboxers to... that it's it is their greatest strength, but they don't do well in the UFC.
1: <clears throat> True, but I think that's his greatest strength. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, and he knows how to bring it
2: into. You see his fights. He knows how to bring the fight. And make the fight become a kickboxing match. Yeah, that, that's, that's what I think is, is, is experience.
1: that's experience. Just yeah. like
2: Weidman's good at at bringing you into that wrestle grappling game. Like he, he makes the fight become that. There are just certain guys that can do that. Like Adesan. Romero does that as well. Romero does it as well, where it's it, it's into his pace. Yeah, it's pacing, is the rhythm, it's the beats of the fight. And yeah, Adesanya is
0: very good at that. Very crafty at doing that. Because I think that's his greatest strength. To be honest, is his ability to draw you into that game. His mm. ability. And then, like, I honestly think he's grappling, and that is very underrated in that people don't understand that. They don't understand that, that, um, you can't, you can't just take him down. And, yeah. and you can't, um, and if you engage with him on his terms, it's, it, it, he might have close fights, he might have not good fights, but he's going to get the better of it unless you can match that. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's, that's, I think, his greatest strength. Um, what's your, Favorite and anime,
1: anime. My favorite one. Yeah, we had that on Twitch as well. So oh, there's
2: like. so many. There's so many. Um, oh, uh,
0: it's hard. I can't answer that off the cuff.
1: What's your favorite one?
0: <laughs> I, I don't even. I've never even seen it. What's your favorite cartoon? Oh, uh, Ninja Turtles. Which Ninja is, is your favorite Ninja Turtles? Oh. Nineteen ninety fucking two, nineteen ninety one. What was, what was your favorite about? turtle? Raphael. Oh. The red one. <laughs> the angry. Red one. Yeah, huh? the, the angry, angry one, one. Yeah. he was my favourite.
1: He's angry was and aggressive. Yours,
0: right? he, wasn't, he wasn't, in fairness, he wasn't angry in the cartoons. He's very angry. Yeah, he no, was, no, 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 no. He was no,
1: always no. against him. It yeah, right no, 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 account. no.
0: He was angry in the movie, in the first Ninja Turtles movie. But I'm talking about 1990. Or, I'm not going to sing the jingle, but <laughs> in the jingle, he, he doesn't say that he's angry. No, he, Michelangelo is it. the party dude, yeah, but yeah. he wasn't the party dude, but he wasn't, um, he wasn't, he wasn't angry in the cartoons in I
2: 1990 look at yeah, i don't know we, he he nice. is notorious as
0: being the angry one in the movies he's <laughs> <It's> like the <laughs>
1: yeah, one no. man wolf pack he didn't want to be part yeah of the hated that, that hated rules,
0: rules hated those, order yeah 100 percent. all right that was my favorite by far ninja turtles okay. who was your
1: favorite Rob?
0: mine yeah I, I, donatello for
2: like the like the first half of my childhood and then probably
0: probably um Leonardo, Raphael. Raphael oh, so he was Raphael half. too.
2: Once he was angry because he was angry. He oh. was he angry liked in the movie. When he like, was angry. Like, like I went, I went with Donatello the first half because he had a stick and I liked his, I liked his bow staff, and then I started relating more to the
0: angry red one. <laughs> oh, I like Raphael. What about you, Eloy? Nah, the I'm Leonardo. The rat.
2: Oh, the leader. Leonardo, yeah. Everybody's favorite. <laughs> yeah, I'm <blame. laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't. It's, it's. I've watched too much anime to to really put down. Like, I really enjoyed Seven Deadly Sins. I watched that recently. So, they ask
0: Rob if he's played Dark Souls.
2: Yeah, I have. It's a it's a fun game. <laughs> Tricky but fun,
0: very fun. So, what about surgery? Is that covered at Uncle Panda, Because that clicking is not a positive thing at your age, homie. What the fuck! What? what? Have a, that you? Ladies and
1: gentlemen, we have a gang war. <laughs> are, they, are they talking to each other?
0: Oh
1: yeah, you get some, get some strange ones on. Hey, there. Like, we, we we got, is
0: there more down? Can you go down? No, nah, that is. Uh, press the little blue arrow. Yeah, that one. Okay, oh, there's a blue one. How do you handle anxiety before and during the fight?
2: Um, I, I don't, feel anxiety during a fight. when, when, when the fight starts. There's, there's no time for emotions. There's You don't feel anything. You just feel the fight. You're in the fight. Everything's firing at 150%. I actually don't remember a lot of my fights. Any of them. Just because of how... Cal Cernan says that. Until you have to watch him back. Yeah. Like, I don't remember a lot of my fights at all. Most of them I don't remember. Just because of the adrenaline. I just don't get it. Um, how quick does it go in there? Very quick. It's Honestly, it's over before you know it. You know, it, when you when you're in the back room or you're waking up fight day and you're you're you're, you're getting ready and like it feels like the day's gone forever it feels like it's just slow and the pressure and the anxiety i don't i don't suffer much anxiety i'm nervous i, I get nervous
0: i don't get because i wouldn't say you have depression or anxiety day of the fight no
2: i don't i, I don't have anxiety day of the fight. like I, I i am i am just nervous nervous and and ready like mainly nervous <laughs> mainly nervous, and then the day feels like it goes forever because you're nervous like you're going through just like when you hurt yourself you feel like it hurts forever or whatever moment you know what i mean is is gone at the time but the the day just drags out and everything seems long and then when you're in the back room and you're watching the other fights on the little screen it just yeah just nervous 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 and then you get in there and then before you realize you're out of there like, you're getting checked by the doctors. You're talking to the UFC medical team. Like, it's done. It's done. It's over. It happens so how, quickly. How much do you enjoy the fight? Um, Like, it's more after the fight that I enjoy it. Because, like I said... But being in it and when you're fighting, there's... I love that part. Like, that that part is, like, instinctively I enjoy it. Like, Like, I... It's it's hard because... Like you
0: don't like it, but you love it. Would that the, be...
2: Yeah, but there's, like... I like doing it. But, like, when I, when I want to say that there's no room for emotions, there's none. There's no room at all for anything. Yeah, you don't love it or hate I it. I don't enough. love it, hate it. I'm not excited. I don't feel... I don't feel anything in that fight except, like, my brain is firing at 700% to try and work out, like, try and do the next moves, the next actions, and everything. Like, it's just... Everything is just going 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 it's so fast and then after the fight i sit down usually and i'm like man that was fun (laughs) like and i I enjoy it like i i love that feeling after a fight where i'm sore and everything hurts and i just and and people are saying man that was a cracker fight and and i feel like i've done my job like i've gone in there and i laid it all on the line and i feel like i had like that is when i feel like i am me (laughs) you know in a way
1: Mm.
2: that was a long drawn-out answer
1: <laughs> um, can you make the yeah i'm gonna go up there there was a question before on, on twitch and then it was coming up on in who was your all-time favorite Rabbid player
0: uh
2: all-time favorite it it's hard I, I i haven't i i was never i was never the sort of fan that just watched every game every week. I never have been, so
0: I like I don't deserve to answer that question. Who's your pa to your top of your head? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite Souths player? Like that you know of or anything? Um, no, I can't answer
2: that. No, no. Like I remember when I was a kid, my father used to tell me about the like t- tell me that tell me the, like the top of the top guys. Like remember when the Souths were. We're we're reigning,
1: yeah, yeah,
2: like in the most premierships ever, and they had this killer team. And I remember him telling me the um the the, the names of these people, and me going around the schoolyard going, "Oh, I love this guy," or
0: "What about this guy?" But
2: but yeah, that, that's about as far as it
0: went. What what console are you on? What upcoming game are you looking forward to? Don't forget the green questions. Laugh out loud. Is there a green color as well?
1: There must be. Maybe there
0: are multiple colors, but the highlighted ones we need to answer. We try and answer them all, but there's just too many. Yeah. So, <clears throat> what <throat> what console are you on? Uh,
2: I play PC, of course. Um, yeah, I'm a PC guy. There's just so much more options and things to do there. Um, uh, games I'm looking forward to are. It's hard. There's there's like there's there's mad updates coming out for Fallout 76, which I'm going to get you on. We got to. We're going to do that episode eventually, where we make characters and go out into the wasteland and, and shoot stuff. I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but, but guys on my Twitch are saying, uh, have been saying, and been like, "Are you ever going to get fab onto this? Are you ever going to get fab?" Onto this? I
0: don't have the attention span for video games, but I'll,
2: I'll give it a go. Oh, we, will. we will. We will. My we'll therapist will suggest it. We'll go on a journey, you and me. All right, we'll the do wasteland. it. Wasteland. We'll the do it, me and you. But yeah, there's some some cool updates with that coming out. Um, bringing in npcs so that that should be a massive change in terms of like the the current game trends i haven't really been keeping up i'm i'm like a guy that when i like something i just stick with it like and that's how i am with all my games too i just jump around the same five games like over and over and over just
0: switch and switch and switch what do you think about 195 pound division and do you think there's enough smaller light heavies and enough bigger middleweights to um keep a 195 division going
2: 195 what would that be
0: i'm going to say around 89 killers yeah definitely I, th- I think
2: i i definitely think the ufc needs more weight divisions i think there are a lot of people that are caught between that that like too small for well to uh, too big for well to wait too small for middleweight division because the division the gaps are huge they're, they're, they're big so uh yeah I, I i definitely think more divisions are necessary do i think it's ever going to happen mm, not really like they're, 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 yeah they're reluctant you know what i mean to to to, to do that
0: it says he what's the key to Connor making a comeback i i don't really know enough about his career where he's at or what he's the doing key. i don't know
2: wing like yeah. if, if he if he if he comes and wins the next fight he there's a comeback
1: What's, yeah. he, what's he in it for? But his next fight—is he again in it for money? Is it legacy? is Does he want to be champion? Do you mean because if he's just in it for the money, they're just going to make it? You know, I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I don't
2: really know. It's probably for the revel- relevance. I, I i don't know. I had to
1: guess.
0: I don't know that one. I don't know. I can't help you with. Like I haven't because he hasn't been fighting. I, I don't know. The show I, moves on. Yeah, I that's, what that's what the mean. biggest thing about it. Like,
1: um, a lot of people are still Connor, 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 but the show moves on. There's other superstars in the UFC yeah. now that are taking up attention and then something will come back out with Connor and try to get a little bit of attention or he might say he wants to fight again and that, but the show's moving on. There's new champions, there's there's new controversy, there's other people who are making noise in the UFC. So I think um, if he wanted to come back, he's got to come back and want to actual, you know what Leave a good legacy, not just make a money fight
0: him, yeah well, he doesn't all... need money anymore
1: yeah he doesn't need money but
0: i don't know i don't know can you make a
1: bigger Elo so we
0: can see yeah i just had to go back up to
1: and can you go down
0: guys if you get a chance please complain about Elo as much as possible
2: we... i like i like how some of the chat people they like Eli. Though. They're asking Eli, like, "Eli, can you check this out?" Or "Eli, can you scroll up a couple of bits?" Like, "Eli," they're like, "They're, they're talking to him."
1: <laughs> no, I Eli. Groupies. I got groupies. Is that? Is this the the? <coughs> yeah, that's these are all the new ones.
0: Um, did you see the thing about? Um, what Was it going to say to you?
2: Uh, <laughs> Wait, shout out to Teddy. <laughs> Who's Teddy? No, he's a mate of mine. I play games with. Where is it? See, where it? Says,
0: that's
2: how I address him in the chat as well, he knows.
0: Hashim says, damn it, Eli, you have one job.
2: You have one job. I don't <laughs> have
0: one job. I'm controlling like five different things here. Rob, and who it's... do you think can beat Kabib? Which will help us to um, segue just basically yeah. into what we're going to Yeah, let's, segway, let's use that question to segue into the, the fights on the weekend. So um, let's go with Poirier versus um Kabib, and what you think. Mate, I
2: with the way Khabib's been, the, the way he's 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 been in his career, the the fights he's had, like um, I, I just see him barring like getting clipped with something and just getting flat, flash knocked out. Because I think honestly, I think if you clipped him and he went down but was still conscious enough to grab a single, he, he won't go away. Yeah. He won't go away. He won't go away. Uh, I don't I don't see him losing, being beaten by anybody. Honestly. Um, yeah, I can't see him being beaten because he is surprisingly good at not getting hit when he's not in the wrestling distance. Like he's very good at that. You saw, you saw with fights with like Barbosa, and he's like he's good at like staying away, and and with McGregor even, like he's good at staying away he's, and and rushing in too. And yeah, and then he just and rushes pressuring. in, and because of the threat, the takedown is so real, like it's so dangerous that threat. He he can get in almost unmolested, you know. He just gets in and then throws bombs or goes for a shot. And if he grabs anything, grabs your little toe, he'll use that as an anchor to start climbing up. Like it, it's, I don't see him losing, or I don't see anyone having the skill sets to be him, barring just getting knocked out flush, you know. Which like Dustin Poirier can definitely do that. He, ever since he moved up, his power is like like remarkable,
0: but what do you think of the keys for say for Dustin to to dethrone Khabib? What does he have to do? He has to keep his distance. He has to keep his distance. He has to keep. Um, he has
2: to keep Khabib guessing. He has to keep Khabib. He, the, the he can't let Khabib get his timing. He can't let Khabib get in close and and make it and and make the muddy up the fight. He needs to keep him at his range, and just not over. <clears throat> Not over over attack. He needs to just try to land in land in that one good clean shot and get out. What, land that one good clean shot and get out. Like when I had to fight against Romero and Shakeri, there were no combos that were more than two shots, three shots max. Because you you
0: bank on a three shot or a four shot move, you're you're in pretty deep at that point. You know? Do you think that Dustin's game can allow for him to step in, do one shot and get out? That's the thing. It's it's hard. It's very hard. Because that isn't his
2: game. His game is that he gets inside in your face with great cardio and, and
0: puts that pressure on you the whole time. Because one of the things that I, I see with Dustin is he's got power and he starts hard and aggressive. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then he could cap he, he could clip Kabib for sure. But I see him um like the way that he punches kind of like hooks. You know, and you have to be relatively close for that. You know, he's going to throw the uppercuts for sure, um, but all those punches, you've got to be close to throwing, mm. and I see Kabib is going to try and initiate the grappling, and then the other thing that I see that can work for him is his ability to kick, and he kicks low, and he uses those calf kicks, and he uses inside and outside calf kicks, and he's actually quite good at changing his stance from southpaw to orthodox and back. Um, so I think that that he might catch kabib early and i think that that's where i see it otherwise it, i think it'll be kabib doing his being yeah. kabib
2: like yeah it's it's very hard even if dustin starts to try to time the uppercut like let's say he has the like he he throws he works in a combo like jab uppercut just you know like when we were working with romero we spammed the front kick because like even if it does nothing he can't just shoot into it yeah i like barring getting like caught flush like he i don't think it would stop him i think would just take him like if he doesn't land that flush and khabib gets his hands on him he'll turn into a wrestler and he has that cardio and he has that strength and that endurance to just wrestle for days for the whole time if he has to
1: what do you think you Nah, he's a different beast i think i think he'll just do what he does close that distance pressure him against the cage Mm -hmm. and too much pressure for him and he's a
0: big guy too because like Dustin's big, but says
2: so Khabib. because yeah. I saw I, I actually watched that uh fight with McGregor again this morning, and I saw like Khabib got a hold of like a single, like that low single, that low single, and held onto it until he got the takedown. And that's barefoot too. That's barefoot. He just held onto it, and like he took some elbows, he took some hammer fists, but he just he just held onto it with his arms and just just ran it around, ran it around, dragged it, turned him around again, just ran it. Like I think the whole thing took like two and a half minutes like just working a hard single and then eventually got the takedown and then started climbing his way up further
0: and had that endurance to do that like the whole time what what do you think um can can poirier can can poirier do anything off his back against kabib do you think helo as well like
2: yes but but also no I think Poria has the skills to fight off his back and to get back up. Like his his jiu-jitsu is quite quite high level. But Khabib doesn't doesn't play jiu-jitsu with you. He doesn't turn it into a jiu-jitsu match. He he locks up your arms, he gets into a safe position and beats you up. He just he ties up your legs so you can't get up and beats you up. And even if you somehow do manage to work your way up slowly, he beats you up the whole way up and then brings you back down. Like he just he is, he is honestly a
0: beast, a scary beast. How big is he, Rob, in real life when you've met him? Um, I've seen him, but he was getting ready to fight when I've seen him just at the back. So he didn't look massive when I yeah. saw him. But when you saw him, he wasn't cutting weight yet.
2: Was that when I was in Vegas last time? Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a big guy like he's he's a big he's a big guy like he's very broad very very broad he's got like long arms and stuff but he's not he it he, he, does, he doesn't look overly muscular or overly huge in for for the division cuz he's a yeah like he doesn't look like too big you know what i mean it's just um he he, he just he just looks solid dense
0: yeah cuz when i saw him he didn't look massive or nothing like I think it was uh, when he was going to fight uh, al Quinta when we were yes, in Brooklyn. Yes, yeah, yes, I, yes, I saw yes. him, and he was like right near us, and he didn't look massive. No, like, but um, he looks like just yes. like thick. He's
2: got like that marathon body, sort of. Where it's like it's not like overly dense, but it's lean, like endurance type muscle.
0: Yeah, but he's got like thick joints. He's, yeah, he's, yeah. It looks like a strong dude. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, who you got in Barbosa and um. Uh Felder. Yeah. Um
2: yeah, I I would I would, no, I'm gonna lean towards Felder. I'm gonna lean towards Felder this fight. Um I think their last fight was very close. And I and, and I think that was that was uh before Barbosa has had the amount of wars he's had since then. You know? I think uh
0: So you're leaning towards Felder. Yeah. Okay.
2: Um you know Especially looking looking at Barbosa's fights, the last five fights he's had, he's had he taken a lot of punishment. He's he's copped a lot of shots, and um, you know, I honestly, when like that fight against Gaigi that he had, that's what I saw most pre- uh, prevalent in that. Now, obviously, the car, calf kicks played a, a massive role in that, and um, he he did get clipped. But before that, like you, you just saw, you just saw he. He, his chin just... I don't think his chin's quite there anymore. Like, as as much as it was, say, when Felder, he fought Felder the first time. Because when he fought Felder the first time, he took some massive shots. Massive shots. And he just
0: he fought on. He fought on. I think, my opinion, the, the key to beating, and this is easier said than done, the key to beating Barboza is forward pressure. That's what Gagey could do it. Khabib yeah. could do it. Um, Kevin Lee could do it. Um, you have to get inside that kicking range. because. When I say his boxing is not that good, I don't mean his boxing is not good. I just mean his kicks are so good that they're not as good as his boxing. Before people go, how can you say that? Yeah, I think his boxing is very good, but I don't. I think it's overshadowed by his kicks. Yeah. And if you have to pick your poison, you're going to rather box with him and pressure him, because the other thing that that does is makes it hard. Other than his back swing kick, it makes it hard for him to set up his kicks if yeah. he's moving backwards. Yeah. If you if you play if you play his game
2: where he can kick you and then line you up with massive shots, especially if he can kick you, because he uses his kicks as a way to set up his hands. Yeah, yeah. And, absolutely. And, and and to set up the pace of his hands. Because once he's kicked you a few times and you're wary of it and you're not moving forward as much or you're not moving back as much, then he knows how to time his strikes in. And you see, he loads up with his strikes <laughs> big time. Like he, every, every every shot he throws is massive. Like that, That's the sort of fighter he is. He's just power puncher like he, he he likes loading up on those hooks he likes loading up on those kicks but he, he uses his kicks very very effectively to to, to set up everything else and that that kind
0: of is what dictates the rest of the fight i think i think if felder can get him moving backwards and get in his face and make it like a boxing match he could but by the end of that third round where the, in their last fight felder taking too many shots That that switch kick comes out of nowhere so fast, so strong, so fast, right into the liver. Felder is a monster for taking it. Yeah. But by the end of it, I he like say if there was a fourth round, he I didn't I didn't think he was going to be able to come back and win that. I I tend to think that Felder can do this as well if if he doesn't play the kickboxing and can keep him moving backwards. I don't know if Felder has the grappling. Not that he's not a good grappler, but I don't know if he has the grappling to be able to then pressure Barboza because if he stands in kicking range, I think it's going to be not good for him. Yeah, definitely.
2: And you saw that in their first fight. When Felder was being highly aggressive in that first round, that was his most successful round. Yeah. He was highly aggressive, in your face, throwing bombs, and he landed
0: a lot of shots. kicks to your legs and to your body. (coughs) Yeah. And he kicks so
1: hard. So hard. Who you got, Eli? I like Barbosa. I just like watching him fight. Like you said, he explodes in everything. um He's exciting to watch. So I, I hope you get a just mm-hmm. from my own personal views. you you <laughs> me I want to see a, a flashy knockout? Yeah, and that's that's what I think could happen. But is there another fighter like him, where that sort of one-trick pony that is talked about so much—that spinning back kick?
0: right Hall is much like that. Like he oh, had yeah. he was a, right. yeah. Hall was like a one-eighty-five. in Barbosa, and that I mean with. The greatest of respect. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: yeah. not. It's not a doubt. Like a bad thing. It's. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's do you, do you know I mean if you're fighting him, everyone talks about that. Like they'll yeah. talk about it in the prelims. I'll talk about it in the pre-fight to say that's what you need to look at. H- hendrix was like so that dangerous. a bit as well.
2: hendrix was like that a little bit as well when
0: he was when he was like real right yeah, Big Just left a hand. Big left hand. Oh,
1: yeah, sorry, yeah.
0: What do you think about the one fc and their hydration rules? Would you like to see UFC adopt this? How, how do their hydration rules go? It basically go. It's without, I don't know, the exact science behind it necessarily. But it goes basically, You they monitor your weight. And so most of the guys that are fighting, like you'd fight at light heavy. Like you'd fight at 93. And a lot of the light heavy guys in the UFC would fight it. At yeah. a heavyweight and so on and so forth. The, middle yeah. weights, <coughs> the world's weights would fight a middleweight. Because yeah. you have to fight it closer to your walking around weight. What do you think?
2: I think that's good. I think it's good. I, I would like to. Because everyone has to do it then um yeah i would i, I wouldn't mind but uh, I, I, i think i think once you you reach that heavyweight division though there might be a bit of a problem because there are a lot of guys that would be too heavy for light heavy but i think you
0: have to have something between 205 and you, 265 that's what i mean it like yeah.
2: you can't have people like osp fighting Cain velasquez or steeper you know <laughs> the difference is huge in size um On the gun gun, you know like those guys are are big guys you'd have to we'd have to probably have um
1: some more divisions would it not be a nightmare for a promoter because as soon as they go under that hydration then they're out yeah i I don't know i don't
0: know how it works in that um but i i do think that look honestly I, i i don't i don't like the way that um I don't, I don't like the way that there's a lot of um I think the weight cutting good like Rob's a bigger middleweight it doesn't really affect us in the in the sense of you know he's a small middleweight it's not, that's not the case but I think stuff that that takes away from fighting like from like if dudes are rehydrating coming in you know 12 13 14 kilos heavier than than the weight division it's not really that weight division and I don't know that kind of opens the doors to a bunch of other stuff i think that that doesn't sit well with me you know i, I honestly not I'm not picking anyone in particular but i think if you can put your shoes on in the dark you're halfway to being able to beat usada you know what i mean usada can p- prove me wrong but there's a few people they should catch before they can they can say oh no we're not it's not true like i just see there's, there's situations where you just look at it and you're just like, dude, that guy's fucking hearing off his nut and it's just stupid, you know. It's just dumb, you know. So I think anything where like those massive weight cuts are happening or anything like that, I just look at that
1: and just think like it's – I know what a good athlete can do and what a good athlete can't, you know yeah. what I mean? Apart from the, the Costa one that's obviously just came up, but do you think 10 years ago there was a lot more – Like it seemed like bigger people were in smaller weight divisions. Do you think that's now that you saw this coming? In in all honesty, I
0: don't know. I don't know Costa. (laughs) Costa's Costa. I don't. I don't know him in particular. I'm just saying in general, there's situations where you're looking at people and you know that, like, and and it's not. I'm not singling Costa out because you just. But there's people you look at and you're just like, yeah, all right, buddy. No, but I feel,
1: I feel like 10 years ago, there was a lot more of that conversation where people were, do you know I mean, coming into the fight the next day, 14 kilos heavier or 12 kilos heavier, and that weight's now it doesn't seem to be as often.
0: Dude, I've never seen someone come in 13, 14 kilos heavier on weight. on, on weight. Dude, was it uh, Rumble? Rumble used to no, come he in. he missed weight. Oh, okay. okay he missed weight <laughs> and then but, came in 20 yeah, yeah. kilos okay. no 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 I'm, I'm saying i've never really seen anyone with my own eyes yep. come in like 12 13 14 15 kilos heavier after cutting weight i've never seen that like i've seen like i don't know romero and rob i think rob would have probably come in at 92 93 and romero a bit one or two more over and if you look at romero too Rob versus Romero too. Romero looked fucking massive. You looked about as big as you could see a middleweight. But then you see you see guys, right? And I'm, because when I say the weights, I'm talking middleweights, but you see guys in the lighter weight divisions that were coming in. So it doesn't sound like I'm singling people out of middleweight because I, and I don't mean to. That's not what I'm trying to do. Because I've seen guys come in from, say, featherweight and be as big as a welterweight. Like I've seen that like in the last couple of fights there were guys that were heavier than the next division up. Yeah. So, in the cage, they were heavier than. So, when that sort of stuff starts happening, I just look at that and think, like, one, I don't know if it's an unfair advantage or not, but it's certainly not fucking healthy. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard for you to get heavier than the next division up when the divisions are so fucking widespread here. Especially without, like, IV and everything. Yeah. And we're talking about adding a new weight division in at 195 and dudes are skipping a weight division. Like,. How does, it, that doesn't even make sense to me. It's stupid, it it's just makes no, no sense.
1: Yes. How long has USADA been in? Well now.
0: A while now, yeah. Yeah,
2: like maybe, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, Quite a while.
1: Six, six years? Yeah.
2: No, probably not that long. But say
1: five years. Five, five years. Four years,
0: five years. I, I, I think that what, with the thing with USADA is, it's kept the, the clean people clean. And it's caught the people that, um, were like obviously cheating, like obviously cheating, but it's like on, on each end of the spectrum, it's caught those people, like the people that were basically running into the octagon with a syringe hanging out of their ass. And the people that don't use it, they're the two people. But the ones that think that I think it's still pretty rampant.
1: How many fighters would you it-
0: say, hold on, would you say that, that, that it's, that it's, um, cleaned up or would you say that it's still there's no. still a lot of guys it's,
2: it's tons of guys tons of guys like it's it's not
0: regulated enough there's too many
2: loopholes what What do you mean by that there's this there's just too many ways to there's too many ways to get around usada testing and there's and the consequences aren't severe enough to stop those guys
0: and there's too many gray areas eh like yeah like it's yeah, it's it's silly, and everybody knows them. I'm, we don't have to sit here and go through them. It's like,
2: just, it's just silly. You like, yeah, I, I. It's silly. It's silly. We could go on. We talk. We could talk about it forever. Like it's just, it's there's too many loopholes. The consequences aren't severe enough, and it's just, it's just not. Yeah, it's not
1: fair. So just real quick, how many fighters who have been pinned have came out and admittedly said that they were using it and it wasn't a t- tainted supplement or it wasn't because they drank. Or got a dick pill from someone or anything like that. Do you know of fighters who have came out and told their story as of yet?
0: Nah, not.
1: I, I think TJ Dillashaw might might have. Yeah, I think
0: I, he. he I, I don't know because I don't. I don't like this. Is another thing, I don't hang around physically or or even at a distance in the fight world, so to speak. Um, there's just things that I know. That that can't happen. Do you know what I mean? Like they just can't. Do you know what I mean? Like they, they they can't. I I don't know. And when I'm saying dudes weighing more, I'm not saying you weigh in at say one forty five and then on fight night you're weighing one fifty five or one sixty and that's fucking weird. I'm saying there's dudes weighing one forty five and weigh more than the one fifty fives because the one fifty fives weigh 170 175 you know what i mean we're I mean, saying this dude's weighing more than the next guy's up which is you look at that and you're like whatever man but um one more question before we we finish up was um rob how did you develop your fighting style um that's a blue question yeah
2: feel. it's just my fighting my fight style just was just a natural progression of of me going through my martial arts like from karate have keto to mma to doing b- boxing and kickboxing and then incorporating wrestling into that and jujitsu, It's just, yeah, it started from my foundations, which were karate, and then just, like I just picked up little bits and molded it to myself and made made the different souls become part of who I am into what I am today.
0: It's just a natural thing. Guys, just want to thank everyone. Um, The Ballina Bruiser, thank you very much. The brawler from the back streets of Ballina, Mr Eli Hedges. Robert Whittaker, Dr. Green Thumb and myself. Thank you, guys. Cheers, thank you, and peace, you. guys.